Today is June 16th. The Yankees split a four-game set in the south side of Chicago. But there's a lot of bigger news. Edwin Encarnacion is bringing his parrot to the Bronx. Clint Frazier's heading to Scranton. Stanton's coming soon. Judge is coming after that. It's a new chapter in the book is being flipped today. Let's talk about it. Let's talk all about it. Let's talk Yanks. Steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. What is up, everybody? Thank you very much for joining us today. Click and play and hearing what we got to say. I've really, I've really been using that one up, huh? Mm. Uh, mm. Well, I'm a big Happy Gilmore fan. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I have my co-host, Jake, coming to you from Denver. He's a transplanted Yankee fan, originally from Connecticut. We have so much to talk about, but first, Jake, how are you doing? Doing well, James. I'm doing well. You you and I talked briefly before today's game, and we were like, holy smokes, are we even going to be able to talk about the games? Um, and we were, we were like, well, the best-case scenario is that the Yanks just get a nice, easy win today, uh, so we could just say we split the series, kind of move on and talk about everything else, and that's kind of exactly what happened. It's, it's so funny how quick things can move because, I mean, God, I, Friday night was like rock bottom. Saturday day was Yankees rock bottom. We had that terrible loss in the CC game. Um, our pitch, our pitching's bad. Everyone's bad. We we lose. We suck. And then we trade for <laughs> the best home run hitter this decade, uh, and we win a couple baseball games. And now it's just a totally different outlook. So. I'm good, man. Had a fun weekend. Uh, got to wear a silly outfit. Celebrated Heather's birthday a little bit Saturday night. Uh, it was a 90s theme. So I, I put on like a dumb A.C. Slater type outfit. I'm rolling with the half shirts, man. It's it's my it's my new look this summer. Why didn't you dress so, up like a character from Heather's, the movie? So I, I thought my other option for an outfit was dressing like I was 90s year, 90 years old and got flipping the script on it, but I didn't really have good outfit for that. So cut up another T-shirt, so that's something I that's do That's a good joke. Bit. Has that been done in a TV show or anything like that? Like it's I don't ni- know. It's like, ni- you'd think ni- so, right? It, you'd think that had to be done in like a New Girl episode or something lame like that. Well, I like New Girl, but... But that is pretty funny if you're like, it's 90s themes and you come with like a cane and a walker. Yeah. And you're like, oh, welcome. It, to- <laughs> if I had if I had a cane and a wig, I would have been all in on it. But uh, instead, you said it was some- 90s. <laughs> uh, oh, um, and uh, yeah, so I'm 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 doing pretty well, Jim. And I, I sent you a couple minutes ago. I sent you one of the otter texts I sent. I, t- I texted you verbatim. Yeah, I didn't know what this all meant. Yeah, I'm in a big drinks area right now. Yeah, I didn't. I just ignored that. Um, cause yeah, I just it was like I think it was the eighth inning, and I was like, "Damn, we got a podcast, and we got to bring the noise." So I was like, "All right, I got to drink up." So I had a little bit of water, 
And then I ran, I ran out, I got a Gatorade, and then I got a coffee, too. So I, I drinked up, and now I'm ready to go. You're all And then you kind of did the same thing. Yeah, I got a Gatorade. I, what I do at the liquor store by me, they, they don't sell like things I like. So what I do is I buy a Gatorade and a five-hour energy, and then I drink a mouthful of the Gatorade, then I dump the five-hour energy spike inside it. the Gatorade, spike it, and then I just casually drink that. Nice. There we go. You've been rocking that Luke Void hat a lot. You're, you're digging that. Well, Affordable Jerseys sent it to me for free. Nice. Thanks. And they sent some like a uh, dad style one of Yogi and Jorge, who I, I gave that to Katie. And uh, yeah, I don't know where my Algeri one is. I just kind of wear whatever hat I can find. Yeah. And this has been closest for a while. That's been the closest hat. All right. How, how are you doing outside of that? I'm good, man. Like you said, this is this this has now become an exciting time in Yankee Land. Like, like I said, we are turning to the next chapter, and we're yes. we're kind of like we came up to the halfway point on the season early. It almost feels like, like remember all, remember all that survive, survive, get healthy, survive, get healthy stuff. Like, not only did we survive, we kind of conquered while hurt. Th- we th- we not only we survived, we thrived. Jim. Yeah, that's what it is. But now we have a really tough set of games coming up. But Cashman has just made this like stands coming back. This trade just happened. And now two days ago, I was like, oh, shit, we got this coming up. And now I'm gung ho. I'm like, yeah, baby, let's fucking go. And it's so weird because we played we played the worst. The Yankees. I'll say we I say we people get annoyed by that. But who cares? The Yankees played the worst game of their season in this series. Yeah. Yeah, that uh the the Friday CC game, yeah. Uh doesn't get much worse than that. Um and Jim, I I I love the way you said it cuz we we mentioned the chapters. I think it was after the Blue Jays series. We were like, what is the next chapter going to be for this team? Mm-hmm. And I think we basically floated around. So we win that Red Sox series. And that was kind of like, that was the turning of the page of the injury chapter. We go on that road trip, and it's just bleh against the Blue Jays, Indians, then the Mets and the White Sox. So, I mean, it's been like two weeks of we were wondering what the next chapter is, and now it's like set in stone. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. We'll see how it plays out, but it's like, it's healthy. Like yeah, this is full strength. Suppose not maybe not this week, but next week Judge should be back. We should be full strength. It should be, I mean, Didi, Judge, Stanton, Gary. He was out at one point. We were worried about that. Hicks was out. We were worried about that. Uh, at least offensively, because we're still waiting on Batanzas and Sevy and all that. And potentially maybe, a maybe, Domingo update. Yeah, but yeah, it's exciting, man. Uh, this episode, very exciting episode. Is brought to you by so many great people, Jake, that yeah. I feel bad I have to say their names fast because there's so many of them. But these are the people that are sponsoring this episode. Renee. Right. We, each, we each get like half a joke. Well, how do you say uh, your sister's new last name? Concetta? So that's her middle name. Oh, okay. uh, so, yeah, I, j- I just said we're going to burn through this quick. Renee Concetta. My sister has one of the most beautiful first and middle names I've ever heard. Renee Concetta. My first and middle name is Jake Ronald. Yeah, yours don't flow that well. The day I put that together, I was in a dark place for like 
15 minutes, and then I basically forgot because I'm a human dog. Jake Ronald. That's not great. It's tough. I mean, it's not like no one's ever been like, oh, that's a hot name. <laughs> <laughs> James Vincent. I like my combo. Yours, yours can be strong. Yeah. Uh, Martin Parra. Nice. Reminds me of Martin Prado. Thank you, Martin. Nick. Gerardo Parra. Yeah. Oh, wow. Combo. Yeah. His two favorite players. He made that his Patreon name. Yeah. Wow. Good. Nick Partial. Partial. Sure. I like that. Kyle Gray. One letter away gray. from being gray, which I'm guessing haunted his middle school years. Or Gary. Ben Risen May. Rise in May. Wow. That's powerful. Rise in May. Yankees kind of did that. Everyone thought Simon what? <laughs> the next two names are good. It's Simon what? <laughs> and, and Neil Shaw. <laughs> Simon what? <laughs> and Neil Shaw. <laughs> right? So they to, need to become friends, right? I mean, they need to date. Simon, Neil, date it up. Okay. John Jamal. John Jamal. John Jamal. That's, that's, that's cool. That's John Jam. John Jam. John Jam. Thomas Mania. Yep. Luis, Lu- shout out. Luis, Jordan Gag, big time supporter. Friend. Rich George, repeat customer, uh, brother of poor George. Peter yep. Gannon. Yep. Jenny Turok. Jenny Turok, Indiana, shout out. Mark Kuzman. Mark Kunzman, that's my guy. That's Kunzman. my buddy. Kunzman. Yeah. Damo, I think I didn't know Damo. John? Damo and Triton, man. And Triton. <laughs> That's how you round it off. Some great names. There's so many. Thank you so much. When I saw that, I was like, oh, man, we got to say a lot of names. Yeah. Uh, but I thank each and every one of you. Those are our most recent Patreon supporters. You can go to patreon.com slash Talking Yanks to support everything we're doing here at Talking Yanks, which is currently four shows a week and live game coverage and whatever else we're doing. Uh, you get uh, a contest and a raffle every month for a jersey. We will have... The raffle, we will have the contest next episode, Jake. Tomorrow on voicemails, we need to have a contest going. And uh, for affordablejerseys.com, they sponsor the raffle and the contest. Uh, So we give away two each month. No name on the back. Yankee jerseys, they're a fully licensed manufacturer of license of jerseys. I lost my yeah, speaking ability. It. Lost my speaking ability for a second there. You get early access, live access, video access, and some other perks. Jake, let's get into this, okay? Yeah, and I, I just say uh, if, if you are looking for any another way to support us, uh, you've already bought every T-shirt in our store on Talking Yanks. Uh, we now have a Patreon for the breakdowns, uh, if you want to check that out, because our breakdowns have been super viral and jimmy's an insane person and keeps diving deeper and deeper and that's taken up a ton of our time now so if you're into that maybe check that out uh otherwise we thank you anyways that number we record we recorded 22 episodes of shows last week and i made 22 breakdowns i was like holy shit yeah you're an extremist yeah but it's also the most social life i ever had during a week too it's a good thing you don't really like like drugs or booze because, well, I liked drinking for a while. Of right, my life. right. Then you punt team. Yeah, done. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. Let's get Not, it. Let's get it. All right. Let's burn game. Can we just burn game one, and then we're gonna burn game two so quick? The burns are brought to you by Jake. 
Not you, though. A different <laughs> wow. No, not you. Oh. Another Jake I know. Here we go. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Game one, Ivan Supernova versus Jay Feely Hap as the Yanks kick off four in the south side. South side, we going to set this party off right. As the Yanks score two in the second on a pass ball and a clean RBI single. Top four in Brett the Hitman Gardner plants a two-run jobber. Four-nothing Yanks, and we are rolling until... Happer loses his fastball, Garcia RBI double, and Tim the Toolman Anderson shows off his tool belt. Three-run jobber, and we're tied at fours until Lurie Jeff Garcia clips Adam and Eve out of Vino. And that's it. That's all. Sox steal. Game one, five to four. Yeah, this was a bummer because Hap was pitching well, and it was like, okay, Hap's going to pitch well. This is going to be great. We're going to start it off right, and then just brick wall. The uh, those White Sox can hit. I we said that in the pregame show. Like, I don't know why they're they're like five hundred. They they seem like a team that should be better than five hundred to me. Maybe they just play us really well. I think it's a little bit of your well. I I was running this theory past you that all their good hitters are righties. So I think, like like I said, with the Orioles, like they've got guys like Trumbo, and they got that. The Orioles had the one guy that was like batted four hundred against lefties, but one hundred against righties. Um, so we threw a couple lefties, and I mean they've got a couple dudes that can hit. I mean, uh, Tim Anderson is no joke. Jose Abreu is no joke. Um, the the young dude, we're gonna be seeing a lot of him for the next uh, decade or so. Um, the young dude, that's uh, that's. That's good broadcast. Eloy Jimenez. Eloy. The Yankees um, started this game off well, too. Single, single, wild pitch scores a run, single, 2 nothing. After the first, it was like, great. Hap goes uh, three innings without allowing a run. It was like, this is great. Uh, actually, he went four innings without allowing a run. It was, part, yeah, it was and, great. And then just bam, and, wall. Yeah, he just kind of, he straight up lost it for a little bit. Coney was talking about it, and... Uh, it, it was just this tough Midler time. The Yankees were living in fear of the bullpen day that was coming up on Saturday with also CeCe pitching the next day. Um, so, like, Happer lost it, and they couldn't, like, bring in a bullpen guy yet. Um, and Tim Anderson has crazy numbers against Hap. So it was just kind of this perfect storm that came together. Uh, Hap was really solid up until that point. Um and yeah, so then he ends up giving up the four spot. We're locked up at fours, and then Vino gets clipped, um, and in a performance where he didn't. I, I think you had a good tweet about it. Like you've you you haven't seen a pitcher that like he can tell when he doesn't have his A stuff, and he's like crap. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like Adam Adovino built a lab, you know, like like the Trevor Bauer story, but he built a lab in New York City. And he knows his pitches and his movement and his like and his releases like so well that it almost feels like when he doesn't have his stuff, you can see him say, "Don't have my stuff today. Not going to be good." Yeah, and like there's no fixing it. Just don't have my stuff. Not going to be good. That's like, well, all right. How about we grind down a little bit? You know, like yeah. what's your fallback plan? And his body language sometimes just looks like is what it is. Didn't have it today. 
and when he's on, he's on. I don't, but that I, I don't know. That was just like a feeling I got. He he looked depleted. Yeah. And everyone keeps saying the bullpen's overused. The bullpen's overused. The bullpen's underused. Adam Adovino had pitched twice in the last like six days. This is uh this is one of those starting pitchers haven't gone deep, Jake. But this is one of those things that Yankee fans have latched onto that isn't really true. Like the right. Like we have we have no one in the top twenty five for innings pitched in the league. No reliever. Yep. We only have one reliever in the top twenty five for batter's face, and that's Luis Sessa. So who cares if he's getting overused? Well, in blowouts. Um and we've we don't have a single reliever that has thrown two days in a row. Three days, yeah. More than two days in a row. You're right. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, I think they're too rested. I was going to freak out if they didn't pitch Britain game four, but they did. I thought they should have pitched him this game. But Adovino uh, gets popped by Laurie, and it's just, it just a real bummer of a, of a game. Because yeah, the dude who closed just, it out's name was Bummer. Yeah, the, the guy literally named Bummer out of their bullpen. But, yeah, and, I mean, it's almost even tougher in hindsight because of how negative things got. Friday night and Saturday morning before the game that you look back now, now that we won the final two games and you're like, damn, I mean, if we won game one, (laughs) would have won three out of four. And like I, all this kind of crazy energy we have would have just like a little more of a slight multiplier, but uh, baseball, Susan, Uh, let's move on to game two because we got so much stuff to talk about. We got to, you got to power through on your mark, get set. Burn. The big man CC Sabathia versus Lucas Giolito. He's lovely. Pretty good worst to first story for that guy this year. And yes, every time I hear his name, I think of the girl from Ipanema when I say Lucas Giolito. Anyways, King Louis Linwood Voigt. Just what the Yankees needed. 1-0 top one solo shot. But then the Chicago White Sox would score the next 10 runs. So here I am singing, Lucas Giolito, he's lovely. Yanks, nay, CC and Sessa get roughed up, Jim. 10-2 is your final gross. Worst game of the year. Uh, defensively, offensively, and pitching. Easily the worst game of the year. Uh, the only excitement was Voight hit that home run and then he came up and in, and Voight said, come on, bro, and that was it. I mean, this game sucked. Defensively was, like, the worst. Like, Geo looked bad. Glaber looked bad. CC looked really bad. They were getting soft hits. They were getting hard hits. They were just getting hits. I think CC gave up 10 hits. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't even – that's all I have to say about it. Chalk it up to a bad loss unless you have more or you want to talk about the Voight stuff a little bit. Uh <sighs> – I guess that is a topic. Uh, CC said after the game like he didn't have a feel for his cutter at all, which is basically like his go-to pitch. Um, so I think that's kind of something to watch. His ERA jumps up to four four two. We'll uh, we'll we'll see if he can bounce back. Uh, yeah, Voight hits the homer, and then Giolito threw up and in the next the next at bat, and it was kind of this. We've run into a few of these lately, Jim. Where like. Everything that happened was fine, but people almost want to make more of a story. Like, yeah, Voight hit a homer. Giolito threw an up and in fastball. The next at bat, um, 
Voight didn't like that, but, you know, <laughs> like, life finds a way. Like, that should be it. But people are like, you know, it turned into a, oh, did he do it on purpose? And it's like, yes, he did. And people are like, well, no, he's not throwing at his head. And it's like, no, he's just throwing up and in because it's baseball. Yeah, um, it's the most, it's, so that's it. I had zero problem with anything that happened. <clears throat> it's great. It was a great pitch by Giolito. And Voight responded how you would respond to someone who throws that pitch. And, dude, how about – um. I know this has turned into a weird segment where I, I like end up saying <laughs> one nice thing about the opposing team. Uh, Lucas Giolito, man, if, if we just want to talk baseball for a quick second, this guy had a 6-1-3 ERA last year and 32 games started. He currently leads the league in ERA and wins. He's 10-1 with a 2-2-2 ERA. Um, in last year, in 173 innings, he had 125 strikeouts. He gave up the most earned runs and walks in the league. This year, he has more strikeouts than innings pitch. It's a uh, it's a wild sport. Good, you see good the, for him, man. You see the change they made in his delivery? Mm. It's pretty cool. His arm used to like come all the way back, and now it just kind of stays. Oh yeah, I did see. It's kind of it's tighter. Yeah, like Herman almost. You could catch her. Yeah. Change change Herman made. So yeah, worst game of the season. Things are looking terrible. Cash is like, you know what? How do we spice up tomorrow? How do I make the drop a bomb? How do I make this series not the storyline anymore? Let's go into game three. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Hey, Chad, bro. The opener, Mr. Green versus Reynaldo Jennifer Lopez as the Yankees were waiting for tonight. In the Saturday night fight or flight game, the Critter King, Chad Green, shoved six strikeouts in his two innings. Meanwhile, top four, Jim, the Yankees offense gets it going. The Kraken, El Gary, two RBI double. Glaber bombs, Glaber bombs, little two-run Yabo, a little sack fly job from that same fella named Glaber. And then Cameron Maybin, how could you be true? He hits a bomb to center, 412 and then Gary, another RBI, 7 nothing Yanks in the 7th. By the way, Nestor the Molester Cortez, he just does his damn thing again. He twirls five innings, what should have been shutout ball until Holder kind of blows it. Holder doesn't hold, but it don't matter. Yanks tack on one late. Your final 8-4 Yanks dub, 5-0 and oh on bullpen days. Did you throw a little Chuck Berry in there for me? Maybe. 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 Maybelline. Why can't you be true? Oh, Maybelline. You started back doing the things you used to do. Uh, this is a good game. I like this game. Nestor. Chad. Good lineup, right? Was this the lineup I said was good? No, the Giolito lineup was really good, but he carved us yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were really excited for that lineup. It was. It was the best lineup we had had all season. <laughs> Besides yeah. game two, that was a consensus amongst everyone that I was talking to about it. Game two right. of the season might have rivaled it. No, we had Mabin in there, and that was uh, that was good. Mabin went off, hit a home run. Um, he's 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 the opposite of Jonathan Holder. Every time every time Cameron Mabin is around the ball, a good thing happens. Every time Jonathan Holder is around the ball, a bad thing happens. Yeah, like Glaber had three RBIs, and I think Gary had three RBIs. Glaber, yeah, Glaber's swinging a big stick right now. Dude, his numbers on the year are like starting to get 
really good. Like at, it's close to 290, 340 OBP, and he's like slugging with the big guys on the team. And we um, got to see our old friend Manny Banuelos. Killer bees, man. Still at it. Um, and yeah, man, I, I think we'll probably talk more Glaber in a little bit. But dude, he uh like his effortless power is nuts. Yeah. Like his homer off speed pitch low and away put the barrel on it and just went. Um like Kay wasn't even doing his home run call, and then he's like, it's, it's gone. <laughs> we had a Wellington Castillo ejection, and then Renteria got ejected. Yeah. Wild. Tough weekend for Wellington Castillo. Yeah, I wonder how Sox fans feel about the him getting pulled out of this game with injury. Um, and it might be quote-unquote injury. That's what I'm saying, because yeah. outside, outside view, it, it seems like more of like cool down or calm down or they were like, you know, bickering and he didn't run out the home run and all that stuff. So, uh, but I don't know, maybe it's a real injury, but the timing is funky, funky cold Medina. Chad, Jonathan Holder's tough. Yeah. I don't know. Anything else with the game? We needed this. The big news was the trade. This was the trade day. Like this this, this was the trade game, yeah. This game um, was fully backseat to the trade. Yeah, man, what a... It's a wild ride for a little bit, huh? <laughs> it's crazy. Do you want to talk about the trade now? Do you want to just get burn game four and then do trade stuff? Um, oh, We might as well burn it, right? Just because, I, I mean, it's just going to open up a whole can of worms and we're going to be like, oh, yeah, and there was a fourth game. <laughs> All right, do game four, because we got a lot to talk about. All right. On your mark. Get set. Burn. A Canadian Sunday fun day with the big maple pack daddy versus Odris Mir Despagne. God bless you for the White Sox. Bottom one, Jose, no relation to Bobby Abreu solo shot, but it was all Yanks after that, baby. A Guardy party to RBI single. A little geothermal energy. Urshela RBI single. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Four RBI from the backup catcher. Life is but a dream. What a day for Romine. Meanwhile, his battery mate Paxton settled in. Six innings pitch, two runs, eight Ks. Do you think about me now and then? Fireworks on Lake Michigan. Cameron Mabin's coming home again. Another solo shot. Couple more late guardy ribbies, because why not? Packs to hail to Britain. Yanks win 10-3, split the four-game set against the White Sox. This was the perfect game. The White Sox kind of gave it to us, it seemed. Like, that pitcher sucked, and they just said, no, we need 100 pitches out of you or whatever. Yeah, and how funny was it that his his first time through the lineup, he was kind of fun and cool. He does all the like tricks, the smoke and mirrors. It turned into that. It's the scene from 300 again. They did smoke. He did smoke and mirrors for the first time through the lineup. And then they just slaughtered them. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, he was pulling out every trick in the book. He was doing the slow step. He was doing quick pitches. He had the El Duque leg kick. He did a little Louis T out sometimes. So Omar, Omar Despagne, he was pretty entertaining for a little bit. Um, I had people, but, uh, I had like someone turn to me and was like, man, this guy's dominating us. And I was, he had gotten seven outs, Jake. 
Yeah. He, he had gotten seven outs, and I was getting, I think I got a couple. People were like, just dominating us. And I responded, I was like, it's seven outs. You can't, yeah. no one can dominate anyone for seven outs. Maybe a reliever. Starting pitchers don't Yeah, if, if you like strike it, if you do what Chad Green did, <laughs> kind of. Um, I mean, didn't this happen the other day? This happened in the, when we played the Cleveland Indians, the game we won that series, right? Um, that that pitcher looked so good in the first inning. People were telling me, yeah, Bieber looked so good in the first inning. People were telling me that he was going to strike out 20 Yankees. Yankees knocked him out in the second inning. So there's that. There's that. Romine getting four RBIs with guard, Gardner and Gardy. Eight but RBIs. Romine needed that to be to be like we were starting to like say like yeah. hey we need something, bro. He needed that, so that was good good job by him. I was and I'm happy for him. Yeah, and I don't I don't think I want to turn into a ward, but maybe you will. But yeah, dude, like like just with this game, Romine's kind of in my good graces the rest of the year, <laughs> <laughs> which is nuts. But what I just but, need but. to know he could still do it at some point, yeah. and he did it. Yeah. Paxton, I needed an outing out of Paxton because Paxton was kind of down in the dumps for me from the last outing. And this was like he ran into trouble a couple times and got through it. This is a good good performance. I don't think it was memorable, but I think it was good. Six innings pitched, two yeah. runs. We'll take his, that every his, time. His fastball still wasn't that nutso fastball, but it did actually start to tick up a little bit during the game, so yeah. that was a good sign. He hit 97 um, towards the end. Yeah, so so that was good. His breaking ball looked really good. And, yeah, I mean, the, the only problem was Abreu, who uh, uh, I don't know if he likes playing the Yanks or if he's getting hot at the right time. But, yeah, he uh, he was tough for everyone this series, but uh, he kind of had Paxton's number today. Yeah. All right. Let's get into uh, – let's just talk Edwin for a little – Yeah, let's do it. We got to do it. The Yankees traded for Edwin Encarnacion from yeah. Seattle. From Seattle, Jake. Did not see this coming. So what they ended up doing is they there's a lot of tricky numbers, but basically they they have three and a half million on the books for the tax this year for this season. He has a twenty million dollar option or eighteen mil for it was for next year but a $5 million buyout. So the Yankees are going to pay him three and a half for the remainder of this season and five to not play on the team next year. Right. He currently leads the MLB in home runs. He's like, a, has an on base percentage of like three fifty something. Just found a tick on my leg. Oh no. <sighs> Played disc golf today. This course has a lot of ticks. I don't know where, the, how that one was. I don't, Pretty weird. Anyway, Edwin. Oh, I, I wanted to say this. At some point during this podcast in the future or future podcast, I will call Edwin Encarnacion Kendris Morales because I did that Ooh. twice already. And yeah. I just want to get ahead of that. Like, I don't I can't That's control it. myself. I've just done it twice and just understand that I mean Edwin. Okay. That's a that's a tough break. It sucks. I did it once and I was like, oh, okay, well. You know, we traded for both of them in the middle of the season, DHs, and then I did it again, and I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be a thing now in my brain. So I'm just floating it out there. Jake, what are your thoughts? Are you excited? I am, man. It's, um, 
I mean, a couple things going on here. We've, we've been worried about a roster crunch for a while without Edwin Encarnacion, so there's a little gasoline on the fire. Um, the guy is a professional hitter, and I think he has the most home runs this decade. That, that surprised us that when the blew, Yes Network... Blew me away. When the Yes Network busted out that stat, they showed all the home run leaders from each decade. I mean, we're talking McGuire, A-Rod, and now Edwin Encarnacion. Um, and he's just been consistently good. Um, and I, I think the bigger thing that you and I kind of like, um, and it's a word we said a lot last year, we haven't said this year, but it's when guys are a threat and they, like, scare you. Like, it, it used to be when Gary was hurt last year, we were like, yo, Gary, we just need you to get to the point where you're, like, a threat again. And Edwin Encarnacion, when he's at the plate, he is always a threat. Uh He's a big dude. He's going to be locking up the DH spot. I, I looked at his last – I pulled the Rays. I looked at his last 162 games played. Um, so yeah, I hated the, this. Yeah, the, the, you know, the third of the season from this year and a chunk of last year. But 252 batting average, 356 OBP, 43 home runs, and 132 RBIs. So the guy's, the guy's a mauler, man. It's crazy. He's going to lock up the DH spot. Um, Clint got moved, sent down because of this. But the whole like, there's Maybin and Talkman are are next, unless they want to go to a four man bench. Stan's yeah. coming back on Tuesday. I'm guessing that's the easy Talkman decision. There's so much. Yeah, and there's so I, much. I, I kind of. I want to. I want to jump in there, Jim, because I I think the Clint Frazier news took everyone by storm a little bit. Um, but. I literally, when I, I came down the stairs in my building to, to come into the room that I, that I podcast in, uh, I mean, the light bulb just clicked. Like they're going to play Edwin Encarnacion yeah. um, and he's going to DH and Clint or Talkman was going to be a backup player. And this is what we've been saying for weeks now that Clint doesn't offer anything as a backup player. Um, no, he doesn't offer use anything him off as the a bench. defensive sub or anything like that. So, and again, I mean, we're gonna laugh a little bit. Like, if you're still hot that Clint got sent down, I mean, it was either today or Tuesday. <laughs> so, well, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought there was a chance that he might st- wait, be kept around until Judge. I didn't, I didn't think there was a chance, but a lot of people did, and maybe the DFA may have been before getting rid of Clint. But I didn't think they were gonna do that. But Jake, I'll say this. Yeah. I understand people are saying, well, yeah, they sent Clint down because they want him to get every day at bats right away. It's one more. It's one game. Like sending yeah. Clint down first allows him to get one more game in the minors than if not. Whereas the message of sending Clint down before Talkman is pretty shitty. For just one game of playing time, he's the first to go on the roster crunch. Talkman just got called up five games ago. Like, there is something about that, and I think that is pretty shitty. Well, I, I think there could be a little residual from the whole Clint situation. I think, there, um, well, I think there's a lot, and it's not just one situation. But, no, I'm Jimmy, I'm pretty locked into, like, it was Clint or Talkman. And they were going to be a bench player. And who's the better bench player? It's Mike Talkman. I know, but we're talking about one game. Yeah. I think if it w- the Yankees are always like 
doing good by players. They really do good by Clinton this move, like his public well, image. They're doing good by Talkman. He gets another MLB paycheck. That's what I'm saying. They're they're that's my point. They're it's a weird. It was a weird decision. It makes sense. Clint's gonna needs everyday playing time. Needs everyday playing time in the field. Clint was not going to play versus the Rays or Houston coming up because we have the DH locked up and Clint can't play the field in big in important games versus division rivals. Yeah. Um. Uh, he did his post game interview. Zillow was right next to him. Did you see that? No. So Zillow was right next to Clint. Zillow is the PR director. He's the godfather. He's the one that crafts the message and trains the players and all that stuff. So I was wondering if they were going to do an on-camera interview. I, I guess Zillow made Clint, which is like a real shitty. Like, remember if they, if they had cameras on Wade when he had his rant? Like, when he had his pissy yeah. interview in spring, that would have been bad. They put the cameras in front of Clint. He, he answered everything pretty well. Uh, but the one thing that caught me off guard was he said, what did Boone tell you? And Boone said, and he, and Clint said, Boone said, this is reality, which that seems harsh. Boone's such a bedside manner guy. You would think it, but, but it, who knows what's getting told and not told from that whole grapevine. But yeah, he was sad and I would be sad if I was Clint as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, anyone put yourself in those shoes. Um, and that's I, I think that's what we were worried about as Yankee fans. I actually I <laughs> I, I think I said I sent Lindsay Adler a DM just to be like, yo, <laughs> like, like anything happened, happened. And she's like, no, every, everything went smooth. Like, he, you know, he handled it really well, actually, blah, blah, blah. Um but I, I don't know. It's just um, from what we know about Clint, like we've been having this conversation for weeks now. Um, like we just didn't know if Clint is so locked into baseball that he, you know, if he had any idea that like a roster crunch was coming or he's and he's been playing really well lately. So um, it's tough. It's part of the business. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I hope there's. I hope in 10 years from now we're talking about Clint Frazier earning at-bats on a team and he's talking about, you know, things he learned from Cameron Mabin and stuff like that. So uh, we'll see. And, I I mean, let's be honest, the, the cat is out of the bag. Uh, the Yankees pitcher trade talk has just blown up. Clint's got to be getting shopped. Yes. Um, and we have uh, – this was my – Jakey's proud tweet of the day, but I was just thinking of the the trade ammo we have, man. And I, I've said it before, but I'll, I'll say it again. Clint Frazier has thirty plus home run potential right now, <laughs> like live, <laughs> like could still do it this season if he got if he got hot. Uh, Tyro Estrada, I mean, very well could be an everyday middle infielder at second or shortstop off the bench. No, in his career. So, oh, not right now. Well, you did Clint right now. Yes. Not Tyro right now. I don't think he can be an everyday infielder right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance. We we saw him play well. He's still 23. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, 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 yeah. He's young, and he played well in his cup of coffee. He's, he was a 280 hitter in the minors, and that's what he did in the majors. Um, And it's middle infield. It's it's a, it's a thin position. Uh, Floreal, five-tool outfield prospect, blah, blah, blah. We know. Uh, Herman. I mean, if it's the right pitcher, they could flip Herman. 
uh, Johnny Lasagna. We know him. And then we have a lot of guys, and people were giving me junk for this, and it's like, people, this is how the world works. We have a lot of guys that are guys you close a trade with. You close a trade with a Tyler Wade or a Jonathan Holder or a Sessa because it's a little bit of a lottery ticket that if a team's like, oh, they're on the fence about doing it, you put them in it, you do the trade, the team sees if they can fix whatever's been wrong with them. We saw it when we got Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman was a throw-in in a trade we got because uh, the Yankees saw something. So we are fully locked and loaded, man, and it's going to be – I mean, the rumors are going to be crazy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who's actually available and how Cashman goes about it. Is Cashman saying, hey – you get Clint Frazier and one other piece if you give me a, a number two or three pitcher and then just sees who bites. I don't know. Yeah. Did you see my tweet? Um, uh, last year, Brandon Drury and Billy McKinnon, McKinney yeah. is what got traded for Hap, who was, who was having a really good season in the AL East Yeah, as a rental. Right. So when you think about trades for Mad Bum and rentals, because the trades that people are ideas that people have been sending me, which I hate, please don't send me your trade ideas. Yeah. Please don't. I'll respond as kindly as I can because I respond to everyone that DMs me. But please don't send me your trade ideas. Nothing I hate yeah. more. They're ridiculous, Jake. People are trading away our farm for a rental. What are you talking yeah. about? If Clint, get, like, I don't even think Clint gets traded for a rental. Yeah, uh, you'd, you'd like to think not, but I, I don't know. I feel like it's, it turns into supply and demand, and every market's different. And, Jimmy, let's let's be honest, in cash we trust, we're also pretty lucky to be on the other side of it. I mean, we talk about, you know, the trades we've done for our rentals, but at the same time, I mean, look at the Eraldis chapman trade. Um, you know, we, we got That's a pretty such good, a different situation. A little bit. I mean, um, first World Series ever. Uh, Theo was about to be a hero of this. Like there was a lot more going on where Cashman knew how to milk so much out of that. Yeah, but that's um, you know we are we are now on the other side of the fence in that situation. So um, I I don't Jimmy we don't we don't know until we know. Uh, and, people can and speculate Glaber, all you want. And Glaber at the time was still like nineteen years old in a ball. Uh, right, so, he was he was still a kid, but so um, it's not comparable to Clint now. Uh, He's a proven MLB hitter. You just said it. So, Glaber Torres was not right, a but proven, he can't field. <laughs> I know, but but I'm saying you know? Clint Frazier right now has way much more value than Glaber Torres did when we traded him for Chapman. Uh, I I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't say that. Oh, we're talking about a kid who had never seen double A versus a kid who's hitting home runs in the majors. Perfect. Yeah, but he was, I mean, Glaber was clearly a special talent, and we knew that. And I mean, uh, you know, Clint has a lot of conversations, never mind the media stuff, but I mean, could he ever field? Could you even trade him to an NL team? <laughs> you know, I, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff there. So um, I, I don't know. You're, you're right, though. I mean, people really need to think what a rental is. Um, but Jim, I mean, I I think they're fully exploring the non-rental options, whether it's Bauer or Stroman or whoever it is. Um, well, yeah, it, it, Cash likes those more anyway. Right, and you know, why wouldn't you? That's mm -hmm. that's the value there. So, um, 
I mean, it's it's going to be a wild few weeks of of trade rumors, and you wonder if uh, I mean, you wonder if Cashman sits on it, or if you wonder if he's gonna, you know, go for the kill as soon as he as he can. I don't know. I do not know as well. Yeah, well, well, now that Clint's gone, because a lot of people thought he might try to make the trade before having to send Frazier Clint down. But he's right. got he's got time to make a trade now. Like I I don't think anything's imminent. Yeah. Because you, you, you'd be early. What, the other thing on this Edwin trade that I want to talk about is, like, we traded him. We got nothing. I mean, some money, eight mil. And uh, the prospect that we sent to Seattle, is his name is Juan Then. Or yeah. Thien. I don't know how you pronounce it. Spelled then. Juan Then was a C- Seattle Mariners prospect that w- they traded to us for Nick Rumbelow. And the yeah. Mariners just demoted Rumbelow or DFA'd Rumble. He was in their AAA thing. I think they waived him. I think he's a free agent now. So basically, and Kay did this on the game today, the Yankees got Edwin Encarnacion for $8 million and Rumbelow. Yeah, again, the uh, the guy who who has led this decade in home runs. Um, and yeah, Nick Rumbelow had a 817 ERA in AAA Tacoma this year. So... Um, if, if you don't, if you're one of the new generation that doesn't understand like the cash God stuff, if you've ever said the like, well, we've only got one ring in the past 17 years or whatever that stat was, um, you need to understand how transactions like this work and say, whoa, well, Uh, cause aren't, aren't, I mean, the Rays are paying Edwin more than we are or something like that. They're paying them. They're, they're paying five mil of the deal. Because of a three-way trade they did last year. Right. And I, I think part of this was the Yankees want to stay under that second tier of luxury tax threshold or whatever. And in this trade, they still did it. Um, which, that's going to be an interesting talking point, depending what pitchers come available um, as well. So, um, But yeah, you the, the Yankees essentially traded um, uh, an out-of-the-league pitcher for the best home run hitter this decade. My favorite is when they say, and this is where I get uh, prospect people don't like me. Sure. They're like, oh, he immediately becomes the top 15 to 20 prospect in the Mariner system, which means, like, nothing to me. That's, like, a bad thing. There's yeah. the top 10 in your system, and then there's a bunch of guys who you don't think will ever be in the major leagues. Pretty much. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's he went from the Yankees' thirtieth best prospect to the Mariners' sixteenth. Like, oh, not a prospect then. No one expects anything from this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's uh, I so a little a little more on Edwin. I know I did his last one sixty two Ray style. Um, this season, uh, two forty one, three fifty six OBP, eight 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 OPS. 21 home runs leading the American League, 49 RBIs. And Jim, I I know uh you you get excited when when dad looks at a you know a a little more advanced stat or new age stat. His BABIP, Jim. Yeah. Batting average on balls in play this year is 220. His career, his lifetime is 270. Um so his numbers uh, I mean, there's an argument to say that his numbers are actually a little bit down from where they could be. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's uh, it's it's exciting times, man. 
I made the mistake of I worded a tweet terribly. I said he's looked miserable in Seattle, and I didn't mean his play. I know that he's playing like hitting a lot of home runs and doing good, but if you watched a Seattle, a Seattle game or you ask any Seattle fans, he's wanted out so bad. I think that's why this trade happened early. Like his body language, I did a breakdown of one play, and I was like, holy shit, like, as I was watching, like, all the plays and gra- grabbing footage, it was like, Edwin hates his misery right now. And then on YouTube, I have this whole, all these people, and they're like, yeah, he's, or no, no, it got posted in, like, the Seattle subreddit, and they're like, yeah, Edwin hates it here. <laughs> like, he's miserable. Yeah. So kind of interesting. He also is an AL East killer, and now he won't be killing us because the Rays were after him. They couldn't match what the Yankees matched, which was a non-prospect and some money. So that's tough break to be like the Rays to have to compete with that. Yeah, The Red Sox, I think, are, are completely fine with not winning this year and just like rolling the dice with what they have. So, But maybe they would have tried to get him or Houston might have tried to get him, and now we have him. So it's fucking crazy that in a week the Yankees are adding Judge Stanton and Edwin Encarnacion to the lineup. It's insane. Yeah, it's um, and and he's a beast. His his righty lefty splits aren't really splits. He's he's basically just as good against righties as lefties. He's got a slightly higher OBP, but that's about it. He's split proof. Um, uh, a little bit. Um, I I will say this. I mean, man, I it it will be funny. Everyone started coming out with their lineups and they're moving Hicks and Didi all over the lineup. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they do try to juggle these guys because I don't know, man. I, I, I'm a little old school. I was raised on those Yankees dynasty teams that were lefty-righty switch hitter, lefty-righty switch hitter, and it, I, I don't know. I just I do enjoy that balance, but um, it's good to have good players. So It's good to have good players. Well, yeah. how, do, how do you think the bench rounds out? Because I, I have it as Gardy, Romine, or Shella. And maybe yeah. they do a four-man bench with Mabin for a little bit? I think they will do four-man bench for a little bit because they're going to they're gonna want to rest Judge and Stanton for a while when they're both back. Um, I mean, even Hicksie still, they're trying to get him regular rest. So um, I think they might go four-man for a little bit and see if anything happens because, damn, man, Cameron Mabin's balling. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I don't I don't know and he's like fun. Yeah, he's like he's a part of the team. Like I I had this weird I I've already mentioned my my journey downstairs to the to the podcast room uh before but I said like Cameron Mabin is the kind of guy I think we're going to see him at like old timers day in 10 years. And I think like I think he's going to become like a part of the Yankees just with this kind of fun little run he's been a part of. Yeah, maybe. Well, he's no- got the personality. He's fun. He's like, he's just so well liked. Like he he feels like a part of the Yankees. And it's funny I say this now, and then watch, we'll see. Like, oh, three weeks. He's now on the Astros. Yeah. <laughs> well, this sucks. <laughs> so Kenmo and Bird are done basically for this year, unless there's a- yeah. Kenmo's going to get DFA'd once the ten days are up, probably for his uh, injury. And Bird, yeah. we'll see what happens, but. Unless there's an injury. I mean, Bird's done for the year, A couple right? injuries. Yeah. 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 Uh, anything else? Uh, let's go into awards, then. Let's go into awards, then. Awards! 
awards. The first award we give out here on Pride of well, on Talking Yanks is Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Whoa, whoa, way, yo. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. And since it is Sunday, I get to go first. And my pride of the Yankees, Jake, my prides of the Yankees. Oh, no. Chad Green and Nestor Cortez. Oh, God. They are a duo now, and they are currently our second best pitcher, maybe. Maybe our first best starting pitcher are those two guys. And I want them to kind of stay. I'm for it. Put them in the rotation. Combo job. Chad to Nestor. Bang it out. Do it a couple more times. Those last two runs that are on Nestor's line are bullshit. Holder came in. He's a human jinx. So we had seven innings pitched, zero earned runs. John Boy Asterix. And in Nestor's last four outings now, he has zero earned runs, which is really two, but I'm saying zero to a 0.00 ERA, which is really 1.38, but I'm saying 0.0. In 13 innings pitch, he's been good. Chad Green, in his last seven outings, Jake, he has one, two, three, four, five, six clean innings in his last out of his last seven outings. Well, no, no, no. He has six clean outings in his last seven appearances with more because he went two innings his last two times. I mean, Chad struck out the side. Nestor was going crazy with swag. Chad Cortez is our best starter right now, I think. Chad Cortez is our best starter. So the the classic, everyone at home, the classic John Boy double award. You've been the you've been the double lately, not me. So I'm I'm giving my pride of the Yankees to the the infield. Um, no, um, no, that's that's good. You probably you should probably should have picked one and made them the pride. Um. No, because I, they're a combo. They are a tandem. They've been doing everything together. They're a team now. Uh, yeah, they're eating together. Uh, how good did Chad look, man? Um, the slider. Awesome. The slider was, that come from, that was, was a different slider than we've ever seen before. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that is neat. Uh, and, yeah, man, he's he's been lights out. It'll It'll be interesting to see... <laughs> where we start working him back into the bullpen. And, I mean, we keep him stretched out. I mean, we could have a a, a nice Superman Chad Green role again. That would be pretty badass. And I like the opener. I, I wish CeCe was open to it. Yeah. But I don't um, think he is. Yeah, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see how CeCe's uh, season develops a little bit. But um, that's that's another topic. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's uh, you, you want to talk a little baseball, Susan. Uh, I mean, David – David Hale and Nestor Cortez Jr. have so far had a better season than Chad Green and Jonathan Holder. So that's a, it's a wild sport. It is a wild sport. Who's your pride? My pride of the Yankees, James. I'm going to go with Glaby Baby. Um, you know, we, we, we mentioned the down game. He, he wasn't sharp defensively, but um, he's been a popular topic uh, with this whole lineup thing. Uh, and by the way, he hit 417 with a with a 556 OBP this series uh, with a with the easy power home run. Um, and we also mentioned that his numbers are starting to get really good, Jim. Um, after today's game, we've got Glaber 288, 340. Um, and the big talk has been: Is he going to be our nine hitter again? 
because uh, that's kind of where we saw Glaber thrive. And I thought it was also funny today, Jim, and I, I don't know if you believe in any of this, but did you see the people tweeting at us today that his his worst batting spots are when he's batting, was it fourth and fifth in our lineup? I've been on that for two seasons now. He's too young to put him yeah. at three or four. Let him be at the bottom of the lineup, relaxed and doing what he's doing. When he when you put him to three or four, a weight gets put on his shoulders that he can't carry. I've yeah. been saying that for for a while now. I he will one day be in the middle of the order for the Yankees, but like yeah, you don't top need of the order. top of the order. You you don't need to rush that. He thrives yeah, he, uh, six through nine. He uh yeah, I mean he batting batting fourth um. 102 at bats. He's got a 206 batting average. Batting fifth, 276. Batting third, 167. Batting sixth, 345. Batting ninth, 282. Um, and so yeah, it's funny. We're I I think people might be surprised because we're normally not big batting order guys, but uh, it's kind of a different mantra. It's he's a young guy. He doesn't. We don't need him there. Um, he he can do other things. So I I think he's going to end up becoming the second leadoff guy in that nine spot. And I mean that's when that was when we went on our crazy run last year. That's when this this lineup, Jim, Operation Death Star. The Yo, when, lineup's there when we have the lineup, and it is. I'm just going to go around the infield: DJ, DD, Glaber, Voit. Hicks, Stanton, Judge, Morales, when those are the nine hitters. Yeah. I'd love it. Just have Boone pick out of a hat every game. Who the fuck? You just you just called Edwin Morales. I did? Yeah. Glad I warned everyone. That sucks. I can't I can't stop it. I don't know what happened. I feel like my dad. He gets the name wrong in his head and it's just bam. Stuck. I'm happy I warned everyone. What a good job by me getting ahead of the ball yeah. on that one. Anyway, t- t- pick out of a hat and just throw it down. I don't care what order those guys are in. Run it. They're all good. All right. Uh, we got, we got going motherfucker now? Yeah. Next award. You Yankee motherfucker. Mine is CeCe Sabathia. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal outing from CeCe. Getting hit all over, and it's the second start in a row where he's like, I had nothing in the post game. Yeah. And that's kind of scary because the first one, you're like, all right, I had nothing. And maybe it's like, you don't need to make any corrections. Just an off day, you know, get back out there. And then now two times in a row, now you got the gear spinning like, okay, what's wrong? Is this his knee? Um, can he make corrections from this? What's happening? You know what I mean? So I'm, yeah. I'm not worried. I don't think. I don't think any of it's damning. I th- like we need a pitcher, but people are acting like CC and Hap are going to be god awful for the rest of the year. I see them both being like what they are for the majority of the season in a good way. That was that was a terrible outing by CC. So he gets the award today. Yeah, and it's it's kind of what I mentioned before. This is twice that we've heard he just hasn't had it, and I don't know. It's when when you're talking an older player, you you know, father time is undefeated. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, if, if he has another just dull start, um, you'd think that CeCe's the type of competitor that he'd almost be like, maybe I need a break or something like that. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, again, uh, I mean, we could easily come back next series and be like, wow, CeCe had one of those starts where he did strike out 10 rays or something like that. Uh, but, I mean, he 
he deserved it for this one. He didn't have his stuff. And Jim, he's given up gopher balls at a crazy rate. Um, he's he's last year over 153 innings. He gave up 19 home runs. This year in 57 innings, he's given up 15 home runs. Not good. Not it's supposed good. to be soft contact. Yeah, that's uh I mean when when he's doing it right, that's uh that's what he's good at. So it's uh I definitely on the radar. Who's your MFer? Man, I was going to say it's a cop out, but it's not a cop out. It's Luis Sessa, man. Oh, um, oh yeah, I had I had I wanted him as well at one point. Oh, you were going to double up again. We're shocked. Um yeah, uh Sessa, man, you know, we saw the spring training stuff. We saw him come out those first couple games, and we were like, all right, you know, bullpen Sessa. Maybe this is a thing. Um, I'll tell you what. His ERA is up to 610, Jim. Uh, and I, I think the stat you said before is that he's thrown the most – or he's seen the most batters out of our bullpen, which is mostly mop-up duty. But still, um, a good mop-up duty could be nice. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man, I'm um, – you know, I think the Sessa experience is kind of over for me. I wouldn't be shocked or if or when another trade happens, if he is just tossed in there because he has to be. Um, or, I mean, uh, you know, again, we're still looking for arms. So, I, you know, Dellen's not coming back soon. Uh, Holder's been on a hot seat. So, I, you know, it, it would probably be via trade, but... I'm uh I'm kind of over the Sessa experiment. His last 13 games, Jim. So we're going back to April 27th because uh, he had a pretty good start to the season. Um, his last 13 games, 19.2 innings, 8.69 ERA. That's bad. Hitters have a 1034 OPS against him. So he basically turns every hitter into Mookie Betts during his MVP season last year. Well, that's nice of him. It's nice, but, uh, I mean, this is over. Oh, yeah. I mean, if if Nestor, the molester, gets sent down and Sessa stays, I may riot. I'd even take Hale over Sessa. Yeah, Hale's been solid, and, I mean, have have we gotten a Domingo Herman update? Because um, I guess he'd be the next pitcher back, right? When did I um, lick sand? When did you lick sand? Um, heavy question, man. <laughs> Jason Shreve. He blew the game for the Yankees. One pitch in extra innings, just came in one pitch and lost right. it. Remember? Then he saved the game. Bases loaded game. That was later on. Yeah. I think I was at that game. I saw it. It was unbelievable. On. Hold on. It's got to be a game he got the loss. Oh, here it is. Okay, so June 24th is when I licked sand last year demanding that Shreve be DFA'd. Right. It was when Clint hit the speaker, and I said, if they send Clint down instead of DFAing Shreve, I will lick lick the beach in protest. Right. And now we're sitting here June 16th. And yeah. I and I may on June twenty fourth I may be maybe saying the same thing. Ooh, June twenty fourth is officially Sand Day. Like that's get rid of Sessa, or I gotta yeah. go. I'm gonna lick the beach every day until you you do it. I'll protest your ass. I'll do it once and I'll welch on it, but I'll lick it every day. 
Yeah. Until you get rid of him. So once. Because but... my friend Jake wants him gone. It's gone, man. I mean, how how many times? Like, I have your I, back. I feel Jake. like we just fooled ourselves again. We fooled ourselves with spring training and then a couple good appearances to start the season. And bullpen Sessa, no. Louis Sessa is what he is, and he's got to go. Do you think Chad feels connected to Sessa since they were part of the same trade? No. But what about Chad and Nestor are best friends? What about what about about that? What about that? That's why I gave them an award together. What about that theory that when Chad's bad, Sessa's good, and when Sessa's bad chad's good they both it's yin and yang i I think that's been true since they're tethered since like that uh yeah us what was that movie us us yeah sessa's definitely the underground sessa is underground chad who's uh who'd you say you're giving your first award to mont quit asking such personal questions okay that's on me that's on you. That's on you. I'm giving my first award. My first award that I'm giving out, Jake, is the you sandbagging son of a bitch award. Mm. Okay. You old, you old sandbagger, you. Yeah. It goes to Brett Gardner. Guardy. Our our dude. He had another good series. Four yeah, man. four games set. Four twenty nine on base percentage. Two seventy three average. Who cares about that in four games? Six RBIs. A home run. Six runs scored. I mean, this guy was dead a week ago, and this is how Brett Gardner is, and he'll be back to a bench player soon, and then he can probably thrive in that role. I think. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see, right? Because I mean, we haven't really seen Brett Gardner in a in a bench role <laughs> in a long time. Last um, year, last year, last September. Yeah, but I, I again that that still wasn't you know we're, you're talking about a month there, and I mean not even really. Um, I I think uh, you know if if he can be healthy and be the good hot that hot Brett Gardner we like, yeah, um, you know that. That would be awesome. Um, it'll be tough if you know if he's playing once or twice a week and he's not hot, Brett. Um, and you know if we do have to sacrifice someone like Cameron Maben along the way, um, I mean people are going to get so loud. Yes, they will. That'll be a bummer. They asked him about his playing time. They asked Brett Gardner, like, "Have you spoken to Boone since uh, all the news?" <laughs> and he goes, "My manager." Yes, I talk to him every day. <laughs> <laughs> that was his answer. They're like, have you talked about playing time? He's like, oh, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm sure like your things are there, and every season things happen. You don't know. You know what I mean? Shit like that. But how many hits does he have in his last like handful of games? He's had a pretty good stretch here since he split yeah. his lip. Um, so, I mean, his past, his past 24 games, Jim, so like a month of baseball, um, hitting 284, 344 OBP, 912 OPS, um, five homers, couple triples, four doubles. So for about a month now, Brett Gardner has been a really good baseball player. 
Yeah, I was just going to do the last seven games. He's got four home runs or three home runs, a 450 on base percentage, and a like 1.4 OPS, and he had a good series here. So sandbagging son of a bitch. Got everyone again. Here he is, putting the fan base through a spin cycle once again. Yeah, he's been good for a month, and I – I uh, I might have to dig up the tweet because I I think it was uh I think it was Brendan one of the kind of analytics guys but he can have a conversation that he when Guardy was bottomed out like a month ago he's like I'm sorry Jake but we just can't do Guardy and I was like he's gonna get hot again you're gonna shut up for a month and then Guardy will probably get cold and then you're gonna come out and then Guardy will get hot again it's just a never ending cycle it is I like Brendan though he likes analytics but knows how to talk to people. Yes, I I went I went off the deep end today with that. Nice man. Yeah. So who's your first award going to? I'm giving the Sam Smith Award. Huh. Been waiting for this one. Yeah. Been worried about it to be honest. Okay. I I, hope, I, I no. I just hope you're not giving it to me because you know I don't enjoy his music. Well, Jim, the award's going to Cameron Maven. Okay. Because won't you stay with me? Because you're all I need. Dude, we covered it before, but he's just, he's awesome. He's, he's the embodiment of everything the Yankees are supposed to be about. He's given the biggest yet softest and gentle hugs to Luke Voigt and to Glaber, making Guardy jealous in the dugout. Um, he runs the base as well. He got thrown out during the hit and run. That's because it's a hit and run, people. He's played great defense. It just, uh, we said it's the reverse holder, man. Every time he's in there, good things happen. Um, like, how, how, f- when we saw this lineup today, we were like, yikes. <laughs> I think we had, what, fifth hole Guardy? Uh, Romine was in there. Um, and man, it just seems like every series he plays, the Yankees do good things. Um, and I mean, his stats on the year back it up now. Um, or the, I mean, they've continued to back it up, but he's hitting 279, a 359 on base percentage, and he had a couple Yabos this series. Um, I don't know, man. I, again, I said it before, I think. I think they go four-man bench for a little bit to keep him around while they still keep trying to keep the big guys healthy. But, man, he's, like, entrenched in this organization right now, and I, I want him to stay as long as it can make sense in my head, you know? Well, that's tough. Right. Because you're ahead and sense. Right. Don't Don't go together at all. But, I mean... I don't know. I, I'm thinking, let if if Judgey were to come back at the end of end of this week or something like that. I mean, then you have what, like a one week, two week timeline to see those guys being healthy and playing regularly. That you're like, all right, we'd need another arm in the bullpen. We can't do this. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they'd go to a four man. Be kind of cool, but Maben's but, the I mean, kind of guy but, you but, would I mean, like want to keep about- around for a playoff spot. I mean that's that's just what I'm saying, man. I like I just mean, get him to September somehow. And it's so I mean if so if Aaron Judge is ready for Friday, let's say, 
I mean, do you think that means Cameron Maben is off the team? Fake injury, cess a DFA, and go four-man bench to buy some time until you can. Like, th- There's got to be routes to buy time. That's, I mean, I guess, I guess that's just what I'm saying. Like, I, I think to get rid of this guy would be, I mean, just a shame. I, there's, like, there, he hasn't, there's been zero reason to. Um, so that's why I'm hoping that they do go four man when the big guys are back and they keep them rested. And then if their hand is forced, then you say your hand is forced. But right now it's not. So keep, keep them around, man. Yeah. Sam Smith Award. Sam Smith Award. Yeah. Yes, it's true. I'm not good at a one-night stand. Is that true about you? Tough to say. Been a while. Wow. My next uh, award is the Brutal. 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 That's what I, that's what I originally wanted to name uh, uh, my dog. Brutal the Doodle. That's a, a great name. I know. Too bad you have a girlfriend that she'd never <sighs> go for that. Yeah. Noodle. Come Ooh. here, come here, Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> That's a great dog name. I'm telling you, man. Uh, okay. All these ideas. Well, Who's getting the Brutal Award? Clint Frazier. He had the most yeah. he had the most hits this series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Debatedly swaying one of the, the better bats, Jake. Yeah, I mean, Clint in this series, he had six hits. <laughs> he had a three fifty three average. Uh, he actually had zero runs and only one RBI. So they were kind of just like singles here and there. But it sucks that his it sucks every, his full package mm. is weighted. Is it sucks that it sucks that his full package nets out at uh, a, almost a little higher than zero. Because his bat is so good. Like, the scale of his bat versus the nonsense and the glove, like, that balancing act is a tug of war. That the, the, the bat's winning, but, like, the nonsense and the defense are, like, really pulling up a fight. And it's, it's like, brutal. Good series. Walks into the office. You're sent down. Had to be blindsided. No way... He thought he was going to be the first one down. Like, that's where I do think it's a bad look by the Yankees to send, unless they intentionally want it to be a bad look, for Clint to get to be the first person down. And they can disguise it with, we want him to get every day at bats right away. We're talking one game, folks. Yeah. One game. I think it's a, I think it's brutal. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's just going to be interesting. We're obviously going to get a ton of Clint updates whenever he has, whenever he gets a hit or whenever he has a bad play in the outfield. We're going to get big minor league updates. Um, I mean, it's just going to be interesting. He's it's, going it's to be, destroy AAA pitching. It's it's going to be a little bit of a saga, right? Um, it's going to be, it does a trade come up soon? It's going to be. Is he raking? Does everyone stay healthy? I mean, or are we going to, is it going to be a month from now and we're going to be like, Clint's been in AAA for a month. Wow. You know? Back on homegrown. Homegrown. That's tough. The path to pinstripes. 
The next morning, the team takes the bus to Idaho to play the blah blahs. The worst narrator in the history of narrators. I don't understand why they haven't moved on. Shots fired. Yeah. But for these kids, getting to play baseball is more than just a childhood dream. It's a harsh reality. (laughs) Whoa. Have you ever watched it? It's the it's I don't understand why they used the narrator they used. Yeah, they're trying to go hard knocks on it. It's terrible. Yeah, get Leif Schreiber to do it. He's awesome. Leaf. Gotta pay him a couple shekels. Um He accepts money. Raiders. Raiders, hard knock. I like that. Um get my Gruden impression going again. Um Jimmy, my my last award. Mm-hmm. I'm giving out the Omaha Steaks Award. Wow. Goes to Tommy Canely. I wish, uh, although I'm sure he likes it. Um, Jim, it's going to Luke Voigt, man. Um, I'm gi- giving, giving my meat some love. Whoa. Whoa. Edit that out of the post. Whoa. Whoa. Scratch that. Reverse it. Um Man, Louis Linwood, just another Luke Voigt series. 286 batting average, 444 OBP. He gets the one homer off of Giolito, uh, and we mentioned how good of a year that guy's having. Uh, four walks, casual. Um, and Jim, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I know, and I, I don't, I don't want to throw you under the bus here. You're not the biggest fan of Edwin's parrot celebration. I am now. Okay, now that he's on the Yankees, you're all in on. I thought it was pretty annoying before. Okay, do you know the ori- Do you know the origin of it? He grew up playing baseball with a parrot on his shoulder. No, no, wow, be dumber, Jake. Okay, he hit a grand slam, but he he didn't know if it was going to go over the wall, so he was chugging, and he almost slipped rounding first base, and he was off balance. So to avoid himself from like tumbling. He put his arm up to balance himself out, and then he kind of just got stuck in that position as he was rounding yeah. second, and then he just stayed there until he high-fived the third base coach, and every all the Blue Jay teammates were like, dude, that looked cool. You should do that more often. So then he started doing it, and then someone on Twitter like photoshopped a parrot onto his arm. Now it's called walking the parrot. But walking that's the parrot. that's the origin. Not great. You would hope it would be something like, I love birds. I kind of like that. No, I'd be, it, it needed to be more zany. I'm like, oh, I love birds. Like, I want him to have, like, an, a parrot friend that helps him hit. Well, yeah, that's he grew up playing with a parrot on his shoulder. But um, where uh, Luke Voigt has continued to raking, part of the reason I gave him the award was just because we hadn't mentioned him yet. Um, and like I mentioned earlier this year, and Jimmy laughed at me, uh, looking like he could be your all-star starter at first base. But we're about to get some meaty celebrations, Jim. I mean, Edwin's coming through. He's not a celebrator. We got the big guys coming through. Oh, Voight likes getting meaty, though. He likes getting the hugs from Mabin. And, I mean, now we the big boys are coming, so get ready for some meaty celebrations. They asked Paxton about Edwin. He's like, he's a quiet guy. He brings it every day, but he's pretty quiet. I think he's a Gary type. He, yeah, he gets cute. He's not cute. But there's going to be a lot of meat in that dugout. He's going to have to shave that chin strap. Yeah. You okay with that? 
So are you, right? You're going to do it for the fans. I don't know, chin strap. Big one. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yes. You have a chin strap more than me. No. Yeah? Almost no facial hair. Almost no face. No, no, no. That's what they used to call you, no face kid. No one's said that. Because they couldn't remember what you looked like is all. You had a face, but they couldn't remember it. Leave a review. We haven't asked for a review in a while. No face kid. Yeah. John Boy and the no if, face kid. Talking the Yanks. If, when we get to a thousand reviews, you'll shave your beard for the fans, right? No. We're not going to. We're, we're never going to wow. get to it. Wow. Wow. We're never going to. Oh. Oh, wow. shave. We'll get to a thousand. Selfish. We'll get to a thousand reviews. I'll shave my beard. Katie will see me without a beard for the first time in her life. She'll. She'll divorce me. I'll kill myself. I got a fat face. Wow, Jake. Who's the mean guy now? Well, I guess you just don't care about the fans then. And that's fine. That's fine. You know what's bullshit, you though? Guys are, we're never, you guys we're, are so great We're to us, never going to get to 1,000 reviews. Fearful Leader just doesn't care. So, Where are we at now with reviews? We're never going to get to 1,000. I think we're in like the 700s, 800s, something Yeah, like but that. we've been in the 700s for years. Well, that's because the people want you to put something out there for them. I'll lick anything. They want to see that neck, baby. No. Wow. If 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 we can get three hundred people, which is a small chunk of the people that listen to four episodes every single week, we can get three hundred of them to leave a review to get us over the thousand mark. We're taking we're taking options. I'll do something. Not shaving though. Yeah, you shave your beard. Dude, I wouldn't even shave my beard for a real job. I was like, just... Actually, I did once. All right. Lies. Hopefully, just give me a month, and I'll just go run every day and get less fat in the face. There you go. Okay, there you go. Onus is on you. Come up with something. 300 of you. Give me a name. Kevin. If your name's Kevin, you have to leave a review today. In your face, Kevin. That goddamn beard. Yeah, in your face. How about this? I'll do it if we shave my beard and then we take all the hair and we tape it on your face and you have to wear it on your face for a day. Okay. <laughs> That's the easiest deal I've ever made. You have Done. to go to Yankee Stadium with my my beard taped. No, on. we already made the deal. My the deal was already made. <laughs> my, you, you didn't go. You didn't go to the Brian Cashman School of Dealing. You should have started there. My beard. I would have done that, but I already shook your hand. My beard taped it's, to your face at the wild card game. We have to go to the. No, the, a deal was already made. I'll wear your beard on my face for a day. We already case closed. Good deal. Thanks for listening, guys. Call in voicemail episode tomorrow, right? Yep. Tell them the phone number, Jake. 1-800-451-7777. Nationwide Warehouse. 908-845-5792. Thank you guys very much. Exciting times right now. Go Yanks. Go Yankees. Let's go Yankees. Man, that was a long